You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. In the name of Jesus. Are you ready this morning? We're going to be looking at Ezekiel chapter 26. It says, and I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. And I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing. Today I want to share with you in this service that this is the season of blessing. Say, it's my season of blessing. Just as in the natural there are seasons, in the realm of the spirit also there are what? There are seasons. It means that there are certain things apportioned for certain times. And so in the scripture we read, in a sense it applies to a time to come, but in another sense it applies to us. Glory to God. Here we see God's commitment to enforce a blessing upon his people. And that commitment has not changed. Amen. Because he is God and he changes not. He said, I will make them. The places round about them. So, the, them and their location. A blessing. Hallelujah. Then he said, and I will cause the shower to come down. When? When? In his season. Amen. That means there is a time that that shower will come down. There is a time that that shower of blessing will be released. Glory to God. Alright. Now, I want you to understand that most of the time, some of the things you read about in the Psalms, have been in the fulfillment of the prophecies in the Psalms. When the Bible says some things like, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It has happened. Amen. What Jesus came to do was to create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit within you. The one that is born again, He has created in Him a clean heart and renewed a right spirit within Him. Amen. The prayer He prayed, Take not your spirit from me. It has been fulfilled in the New Testament. That now His spirit has come to dwell with you forever until the end of the age. Am I communicating? So this scripture we just read, where he said, And I will cause them and the places round about the hill a blessing. It has been fulfilled. Hebrews 12 tells us, But we are now come to where? Mount Zion, that hill. Amen. We've come to that place. To the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We've come to that place. That place that he was going to make a blessing. Amen. And we are the people. Glory to God. That he was talking about. You know, one thing that happens, if you read the Old Testament especially, even in Jesus, in the case of Jesus, remember when he went for a wedding in Cana of Galilee? What was the issue? He got there and then there were seven drinks. And then the wine finished. When they first came to Jesus and said, the wine is finished, what was he saying? He said, it's not my time. 
That means that in the prophetic, there's something about timing. Amen. What happened? Hallelujah. Is your joy what has by reason of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is that in our minds we've not realized that it's time. Amen. I was sharing something uh, on um, TV program. I was talking about, I talked to the Mind the Gap. You could go and listen to the messages on YouTube and all the other platforms. Mind the Gap. And I was explaining that there is a gap that can exist between the experience you are having today and what Jesus Christ provided for you on the cross. Amen. Am I communicating? It means that Jesus provided for healing, but you are experiencing sickness. Jesus provided for you to be at peace, but you are in chaos. You are in trouble. Jesus provided for you to prosper, but you are in lack. Amen. That's the gap. Am I communicating? And there are a lot of Christians that are living and experiencing that gap. What we're doing through the message of God's word, we are closing that gap in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, anytime revelation comes, it comes to close the gap. The word of God already said in Psalm 119 verse 89. He said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. But now you are on earth and it doesn't look settled. Everything is unsettled. Amen. How does the gap between what is settled in heaven and what is unsettled in my life, how does that gap get filled? Glory to God. How does it get filled? It gets filled first by allowing that word to be settled in your hearts. Mm, you didn't hear me well. That word that is settled in heaven has to be settled in your hearts. It has to be said When it's settled in your hearts, on earth it will be settled. Glory to God. You see, if you are listening to me today, and you look at the Bible, you read the scriptures, you read something that the word of God says about you, and then you look around your life, and it's not happening that way. Listen to me. There's a responsibility you have. You can close the gap. Do you know that Christ died on the cross? Does it mean that everybody will go to heaven? Amen. How does a man enjoy the salvation that Jesus um, purchased on the cross? He has to hear. Amen. He has to hear the word. Then that word he heard is settled in his heart. He has to believe in his heart and confess with his mouth the Lord Jesus. Then the salvation that is provided becomes vital. Amen. It becomes a real experience. Am I communicating? You see, that's why the Bible calls it the word of faith. Amen. It brings you into the reality of what has been done. Glory to God. Anytime, listen, don't take for moments you have to hear the word of God. Every moment you have to hear the word of God, that word that is settled in heaven, that thing that Jesus had done on his, in his death, burial, resurrection, is established in your life at that moment. That's why you see the scripture of the Bible say, This day is this scripture fulfilled in my ears. It was fulfilled on the cross, but it needs to be fulfilled in your ears. Amen. Am I communicating? It needs to be fulfilled in your hearing. If not, you will keep waiting for the time. When will it happen? When, when will I be healed? One day, one of these days I'll be healed. One of these days I'll... No, no, no. It's not one of these days. You are already in it. Listen to me. This month, understand that it's your season of blessing. No, no, no. I said, it's your season of blessing. Now you say, okay, what, what was the difference between yesterday and today? The difference is that you didn't know it like this yesterday. Amen. Are you listening to me? Listen, you know that scripture in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1? It said, who had believed our reports? Then it says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? What he's saying is that the moment believing happened, that any time the arm of the Lord has not shown, someone has not believed the reports. 
is the report. Amen. It's an announcement of what Jesus has done for you. Glory to God. And what did he do? Ephesians 1 verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3 declared boldly, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had... Hey, listen to me. When it comes to the school of faith, tenses are very important. Past tense, present tense, they are all important. Amen. The Bible didn't say, who will bless us. He said, who had blessed us. Are you listening to me? So, has it happened? No, no, you are not answering me with confidence. Has it happened? Are you going to be blessed? Are you going to be blessed? Are you going to be blessed? Are you already blessed? Listen to me. See, you say, oh, it's a slight, see, it's a slight deviation. But that slight deviation that makes the plane take off one degree east or west will land it in Sokoto instead of landing it in Lagos. Are you understand what I'm saying? One degree, just a, a deviation. Just one. Just one. The coordinate just moved by one. As you keep going, the longer you travel from that place away from where you're supposed to land. Am I communicating? In the same way, just because you didn't understand its past tense, you didn't understand it has happened, huh? and you're thinking it will happen, you will land somewhere else in your experience in life. Amen. Are you listening to me? You will land somewhere else. The announcement I'm making to you is that the Bible said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us. The word us there, U-S. You see you inside the us. Amen. Amen. It includes you, myself, Paul, and everyone that believes in Jesus Christ. He had blessed us. Now, understand the extent of the... With all spiritual blessings in heaven. The scripture is saying that every benefit, every good thing God has, He has already released. You didn't hear me well. You didn't hear me well. That means that God is not holding back any blessing. If I tell all the money on me, what it means that there's no other money left. I've given you some of the money on me. It means I have some left. The Bible is some spiritual blessings. It's not some. It's not some. Let me tell you another It's not some. Not some. Not some. Not some. Not some. It's all. Tell anybody. All. 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 That means if we go and check God's wardrobe or drawer, there's no blessing left. Amen. Now let me give you the picture of what we mean. Alright? When Bible told us about Jacob and Esau, when Esau deceived his father, um, Jacob deceived his father and got the blessing rather than um, um, from Isaac, rather than his brother, okay? Then he blessed him. You know what the guy was asking? He said, um, is there no other blessing left? Amen. Are you understanding me? He said, is there no other blessing? That, 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 just one blessing left. That means that the blessings could be given out in portions. Am I communicating? So God decided that in your case, when he offloads, nothing will be left. Amen. In your case, when he blessed, when he blessed you, he held back nothing. I was giving a picture during the message on the exposure on blessing. And I was explaining to you the Hebrew word for blessing. Barak. Alright? And I was explaining to you the pictures that were there. The picture of a house. The picture of a face or the head of palm will come upon. Is the one that receives the inheritance. This hand has come upon you. Amen. And so the inheritance has come upon you. That when the hand was released upon you, it didn't hold back anything. It didn't release and keep some back. It released everything upon you. So you are blessed with all spiritual Jesus. 
Now, when I say all blessings, I know many Christians don't understand it. When the Holy Ghost opens matches, you see the blessing. There is of the blessing. Are you understanding me? Alright? There are different measures of the blessing. You see that there was a blessing on Noah. There was a blessing on the animals. The blessing on the animals was not the same. Noah was different. The blessing on Abraham was different. Am I communicating? And you see throughout scriptures, there are different blessings that come upon people. Even between sons, David and Solomon, the manifestation of the blessing in David's life, the expression was different for Solomon. In God, many wars, he never had a loss. But in, in Solomon's time, he had peace. He didn't even have to fight a war. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, the scripture is saying that capture all the blessings. Look at Noah's own. Look at Abraham's own. Look at, look at Solomon's own. He said, all of them. Sure, anyone you see anywhere in the Bible, I'll package it and put it on you. But let me give you a picture of the kind of blessing Abraham walked in. In Genesis 24 verse 1, put it up. He said, and Abraham was old. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in what? In all things. Now, it means that whatever was upon Abraham, it worked for him in his finances. It worked for him in his family. It worked in his children. It worked in his business. All things. Everybody say all things. All things. It, are you me? it worked everywhere. It worked in his body. It worked in his health. In all things. Now, if you are a partaker of all the blessings, this one is part of your blessing. So, function with the consciousness. That you are also blessed in all things. Are you listening to me? In all things. In all things. So, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. There are two things I'm saying here. One, I'm saying that God has blessed that Abraham was blessed in all things. What the scripture is saying, he had not given to anyone before. We are the most blessed generation that has ever lived. You don't understand what I'm talking about. Now, Abraham died. Isaac died. David died. Jesus was coming. The coming of Jesus was a season of blessing unleashed upon him. Are you understanding me? The coming of Jesus was the coming of a new season. You might call it grace. You might call it a dispensation. So we read earlier in Ezekiel 34 that said, in that season there will be what? Showers of blessing. We're in that season. We're in that season. Verse 19. And he made a statement. You, you, give it to me in NKJV, New King James Version. He made a statement. He says, he was talking to them. He said, repent therefore and be converted and your sins may be blotted out. Then he said, so that, that means there's something that has been prophesied. The times, one of the ways to put it is that the seasons of blessing, amen, amen, from the presence of the Lord will come upon you, amen. That means that when you get saved, you are brought into a season. A time, the scripture called it times. It's plural. Times of refreshing. Amen. Alright. You are refreshed. Then you are refreshed again. Then you are refreshed again. Then you are refreshed again. It's a shower of blessing. Amen. So you are blessed. And then 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 you are blessed. It's not giving room for any gap. For any other thing apart from blessing to speak in your life. So what he was talking about was that. If they receive the salvation message that the times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Meaning that there was a prophecy that has been spoken about these times of refreshing that were coming. Amen. We are living in those times. It will end at the end of the church age. Amen. Amen. 
Those times of refreshing are the seasons of blessing that the showers have been released upon. While we are enjoying that outpouring of the Spirit, because it's time. There is no generation before Jesus came that had such an outpouring of the Spirit. Amen. When Joel was prophesying, he said, I will pour out my Spirit. In the latter days, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. He's talking about that blessing. That blessing. Let me explain something to you. The difference between the Old Testament and the New. In the Old Testament, God gave them something. In the New, God gave us himself. Do you know what he told Abraham? He, did, he said, I am your exceeding great reward. Are you understanding me? I, I am your exceeding great reward. So in the New Testament, he gave us himself. Let me just go to a scripture. Let's go to Psalm 72. Amen. I didn't intend to go there. Um, we'll just look at verse 6. Alright, 5 and 6. There about. I'll just show you something. In Psalm 72, it says, They that shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. They shall fear thee. Okay. Then it says, He, God, shall come down like rain upon the moon grass as showers that water the earth. It has already happened. God will come down. How did he come down? By his spirit. Amen. Are you listening to me? By his spirit. That's what was called a shower of blessing. Amen. That there is a release of the spirit upon us. Such that no curse, no other invocation from anywhere is meant to speak in your life. Amen. Am I communicating? Did you get that? No other. See. Every tongue risen against you in judgment. It doesn't have a space. Because you are what? Enjoying showers of blessing. Listen to me. Stop waiting to have the showers of blessing. Recognize that you are in the shower of blessing. Amen. Okay, let me give you one more scripture. In 2 Corinthians 6, Paul had to address that. Verse 1 and 2. Amen. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. We then, as workers together with him. Who is he talking about? We. We is who? You and me. What's your name? Amen. We, 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 we then, as workers together with him. We beseech you also, that you receive not this outpouring of grace in vain. Amen. Don't receive it in vain. It means that many people have received it in vain. They are in the showers, but they are still complaining that they are dry. They don't understand that it has come. So, verse 2. He now goes deep. I says, For he said, I have heard thee. He was quoting Isaiah 49 verse 8. I have heard thee in a time accepted, in the day of salvation. Alright? Have I succored thee? Then, you know, when he's talking like this, the person that read in Isaiah will say, Yes, in the day of salvation. In the day of salvation. To accept means that at that time, he has favored us. Amen. Alright? When the, the, the word that was translated as accepted, just like say you are accepted in the beloved, is that you have been favored by God. Alright? So, here, that day of salvation, some people are waiting. The day of salvation is coming. The day we will be accepted of the Lord is coming. Paul says, no, wake up. Behold. <laughs> Everybody say, behold. behold. Behold also means look. Check it out. Now, when is it? When is it? When is the season? Now is the accepted time. Accepted time is the time of favor. Amen. Now is the accepted time. In essence, he's saying that today is the day of your blessing. 
He said, now is the accepted time. Behold! Now is the day of salvation. That means that all that the prophets were talking about, it is in the now. Now let me just share this with you. Up until the moment that Paul said this to the Corinthian church, they were not living like it was now. Amen? You didn't hear me well. They were not living like it was now. They were functioning like it will soon happen. That settled. When that if, if, if it was that time we're talking about uh, the day of jubilee, you know, when God, you know, this, that, 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 this will happen, that will happen, that will happen. Then Paul says, now is the accepted time. They didn't know that. Let me say something to you. You cannot enjoy what you don't know about what Jesus has done for you. Satan knows that. Amen? So, now is the accepted time. The moment they believed it was the accepted time, they started experiencing what people experience in the accepted time. The moment they believed it was the day of salvation, they started experiencing what people receive in the day of salvation. What would you do today? Will you believe that now is the accepted time? Will you believe that today is the day of salvation? Ha, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, you see, it, have you ever thought, let me use this illustration so it will help you. Um, when did Jesus Christ die? Was it just before Corona or around Corona times when Jesus Christ died for our sins? Amen. I'm asking. Amen. You know, when did Jesus die? Last month? Okay, 31st night. When, when did Jesus Christ die for us in last year? Okay, um, 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 just about when Donald Trump got into government. When did Jesus Christ die for our sins? About 2,000 years ago. Okay. If he died for a man's sin 2,000 years ago, why he hears the gospel? Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? You see an individual living in sin, living, living like a cursed person, living without God, but Jesus Christ already died for his sin. What brings that thing that Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago and makes it a present day reality to the individual is the preaching of the gospel. Amen. The preaching of the gospel brings the past into your presence. You didn't hear me. The preaching of the gospel. That's why it's prophetic. It will make now what was then. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, a man that didn't hear the gospel will live like a sinner until the day. You bring the message and tell him it is now. Amen. (laughs) And that moment he enters a new season. Glory to God. That means the gospel ushers you into seasons. This message I brought to you today is ushering you into a season of blessing. It ushers us into seasons. The seasons are there, but we didn't realize it. That means the portal, the doorway into that season is the message you heard. Look, Paul had a problem. With, he was not happy with the Galatian church. And he, he, he called them foolish Galatians. Put up verse 1. Galatians 3. Oh foolish Galatians. 
You know, some people have won't be angry with some of us as pastors, but I've not yet called you a foolish Renaissance member. Amen. Amen. I've not, maybe I've not grown to that point. Amen. But Paul called them foolish Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians. He said, who had bewitched you? Who cast a spell on you? Amen. Who, permit me to use pidgin English. Who do you this thing? Amen. Amen. That's what Paul was asking them. Who, 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 who had bewitched you? Now, um, in the King James, you might miss the point. So we're going to read some translations here. Because I want you to understand what Paul had to do for the Galatians. He said, who had bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. What he was saying is, someone, you, that I taught the word of God and made you see what Jesus did like you were there. Why did he have to do that? Because that's how you enter the season. Amen. Now the King James doesn't explain it very well. So I'm going to read it to you in New Living Translation. NLT. Give me NLT. Thank you. Oh, foolish Galatians, who had cast an evil spell on you. He said, for the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Did you get that? That means he taught them to the point that, you know, when they finished the service, like they were there. Ah, Jesus died. Yes, he died. It is that consciousness that opened you, opened them up to experience what Jesus died for. Amen. Am I communicating? Um, put it in message translation. MSG. Message translation. Galatians 3.1 You crazy Galatians. Did someone put a hex on you? Have you taken leave of your senses? This is even more insulting. You see, the parable of Jesus, of the seed of the um, parable of the sower, all right, parable of the sower, Jesus told, is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The key thing that he talked about in that parable, the seed fell on the wayside, and the birds of the air came and took it. If you read through all, what he was clearly talking about is understanding. Everybody say understanding. That means that any message you understand, <laughs> you have entered it. Amen. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? You know, when we talk about the armor of, of God, he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of devil, Ephesians 6 from verse 10. You know, one of the armor talked about, he called it, your loins get about with the ghetto of truth. Amen. Alright? The belt of truth we call it. What is that armor? It's a clear understanding of the word of God. Imagine that I come out here and my belt is not well fastened. Now I'm going to be preaching. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Alright? Okay? You see people do that. Are you understanding me? Okay? But what holds up my trousers, the Americans call it my pants, is the Belt. Are you understanding me? The belt. That's what holds it up. 
So, that clear understanding of God's word is very important for the believer. And a lot of times, Christians don't take time to sit down and understand how they are healed. They don't sit down and understand how they are blessed. But you know what? They sit down and understand how they just them from the village. They understand that very well. <laughs> no, you know, in our place, they normally do like they understand it. And listen to me, you ask <laughs> what you understand the most is what you will see the most in your life. Glory to God. He say, you know how my life is. Say, you don't know. Say, my life normally goes like this. Then it will go like it will not be as if it's going like this, then it will go like this. That's how my life goes. I understand it. Just watch it will happen again. <laughs> Amen. You understand it. You have to decide to understand something else. Amen. So that it will superimpose itself over what you used to understand. Am I communicating? You see, that's how you enter into seasons. So this season of blessing we're talking about, I'm saying to you that you are blessed. Now, one thing you must understand, in the scripture, in Galatians 3.13, I would like to go there. I didn't intend to go there before. It said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Then it says, how did he do it? It tells you how he did it. Be made a curse for us. He did not delegate the curse. Amen. He took it. He took responsibility. Jesus Christ was made a curse for you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Jesus Christ was made a curse for you. What is a curse? A curse is an invocation that brings about negative influences in the life of a person. Are you listening to me? So, that invocation that would have brought negative circumstances in your life, that would have given you a negative experience, Jesus Christ took it. Amen. Are we together? He took it. So, be made a curse for us. He was made a curse. Say, Jesus was made a curse for me. Say again, Jesus was made a curse for me. You know, when Jesus stood on that cross, you know, there, there are few things you have to understand. Jesus represented both the Jew and the Gentile. Amen. I don't know if I should enter into this. He represented both the Jew and the Gentile. Alright? So, in a sense, you will say, oh, but we are not under the curse of the law. Yes. But even the curse of your village, he became a curse for you. Amen. Are you understanding me? He became a, he was made, being made a curse. Every curse. Listen, listen. When God made man, he looked at him and blessed him. That means that in the mind of God, the only thing he wanted to function in a man's life is blessing. Are you listening to me? The only thing he wanted to function in a man's life is his blessing. His blessing. His blessing. He didn't design man to be cursed. That's why man will never enjoy being cursed. Amen. Because he, didn't, he was not designed to be cursed. He was designed to be blessed. Now Jesus Christ came. And since man now walked out of God's plan. Any curse that would come on that man. Jesus Christ came and took the place of man. And became a curse. Amen. Alright? He became a curse. The Bible refers to Jesus as the last Adam. And then it calls him the second man. Hallelujah. Now, we are products of the second man. Amen. This second man that came up, that resurrected from the grave, 
He only came with an inheritance. A blessing. Amen. He has no connection with any curse. Am I communicating? And so we are partakers of that second man that resurrected. There is no curse. Jesus was made a curse for you. It is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14 of Galatians 3 now says, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, that we, you and I, might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What is the promise of the Spirit? God giving himself to you. Amen. That a man will be justified, and because he is not justified, I will put my spirit within him. That promise has been fulfilled. That spirit within you is God's blessing to you. Amen. Amen. You are blessed. Say, I am blessed. Say again, I am blessed. Now, I said it in the first service, I should say it again. You are not saying you are blessed so that you will be blessed. You are saying you are blessed because you are blessed. Why are you blessed? Put it better. Why are you saying you are blessed? No, some of you are not answering me well. Why are you saying you are blessed? Are you saying it so that you will be blessed? That's the mistake some Christians make. They say, hey, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Oh, God, forgive me, let me be blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. No! It doesn't matter what is happening around me. Stop interpreting your life by your experiences. The definition of your life is already scripted in Scripture. In Scripture, when you turn through the Scriptures, you see your life. Amen. Who you are. The blessed man. Amen. The blessed man. Hallelujah. I'm the blessed man. Now, let's go to Psalm 89 verse 17. Maybe this might be my last scripture. In Psalm 89, the prophecy in the Psalm spoke about a blessed people. A blessed people. Alright? Let's start from 15. 15 to 17. Sorry. Psalm 89, 15 to 17. In Psalm 89 verse 15, he said, Blessed is the people. At that time he was talking... They didn't know who he was talking about. But I want to announce to you, you are the blessed people. Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. Hallelujah. We know the joyful sound. We know the joyful sound. Hallelujah. That sound that brought salvation, we, we know it. Amen. Blessed are the people. We are those people. Hallelujah. Then he said, how you will know them? I'll just show you four or three things here. Number one. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. That means when they walk, we're talking about the light of his countenance. You know, um, in Numbers, one of the priestly blessings is that the countenance of the Lord will shine upon you. For God's countenance to shine upon you means that you're walking... Uh, I don't know how to put it now, you know. It's favor, but because there's also favor there, I just want to explain a different light. You see, your path is lit. Amen. You're not walking in darkness. Are we together? You know, the Bible says that the knowledge of the, li- the, 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 the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When we got born again, we received the light. 2 Corinthians 4 is what I'm quoting. That's what happened to us. When we got born again, we received the light. The light we received is the knowledge of the glory of God. Amen. Now, everyone that is blessed is walking in the light of that countenance. Amen. 
Say, I'm walking in the light of his countenance. If not for anything, there is no darkness. Amen. Blessed be the people that know the joyful sound. For they shall walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. You are walking in the light of his countenance. Today, tomorrow, and every other day of your life, you are walking in the light of his countenance. Next, keep good, stay there, stay there. Next verse, amen. Then it says in verse 16, it's telling you the outcome of the blessed people. In your name shall they rejoice all the day. Glory to God. Let's assume you don't understand anything. Did you see rejoice all the day? Will you cry all the day? So what's going to happen this month? What, what will happen this month? The blessed people rejoice all the day. Amen. Glory to God. They rejoice all the day. In my name shall they rejoice all the day. Then he says, and in your righteousness shall they be established. Whose righteousness? God's righteousness. The promotions they will have will be because of God's righteousness. Am I communicating? There will be constant exhortations in your life. Because it's your season of blessing. Don't be surprised if in the midst of Corona, there's no work that promoting you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. What's happening? You are being exalted because of His righteousness. Amen. Am I communicating? Lift your hand and say, I am walking in that season of blessing. Promotions are happening. Liftings are happening. Yeah, that's what the scripture said here. He said, in your righteousness shall they, the blessed people, be exalted. Why is he saying, why didn't he say in their righteousness? No. He said in God's righteousness. Meaning that, even sometimes people don't even know why. I, I don't even know what I did though. They just promoted me. They just lifted me. Amen. The righteousness of God is a qualification for promotion. Amen. Anytime higher. Have you read the scripture that says, uh, um, Righteousness shall exalt a nation. Have you read that? Uh-huh. What's he talking about? It means that because of your right standing with God, on the face of the earth, you are qualified for promotions. Amen. Go further. Next verse. 17. For thou art the glory of their strengths. There are no weakness, no weakness about them. Amen. God is the glory of their strengths. You won't be lying down in Corona. Amen. He is the glory of your strength. I like the last part. And in thy favor, our horn again shall be exalted. Glory to God. Are you among the blessed people? Are you in your season of blessing? When is your season of blessing? When is your, when is your season of blessing? See, Stop waiting for your time. Your time has come. Let me tell someone else. Stop waiting for your time. Your time has come. Amen. As you live here today, talk like someone whose time has come. Act like someone whose time has come. You know what will happen? All the circumstances around you, will respond to you like your time has come. I end on this note. Jesus Christ first said, Woman, 
When they said, come and turn, come and do something, she didn't actually tell him what to do. She just said, the wine is finished. They came and she said, go and tell him. He said, why are they telling me? It's not yet my time. What happened between when he made the statement and when he came out and said, fill the water pots, six water pots, fetch and give them. It means that the moment he adjusted that it was time, the miracle started. Amen. So, are you going to adjust today? Is it time for your next level? Is it time for you to walk in the blessing? Is it time for you to manifest the glory of God? Is it time for you to walk in the fullness of God's blessing upon your life? Rise on your feet and shout, it's my time! Celebrate Jesus everywhere. Glory! Hallelujah! It's my time. Hallelujah. Can you pray in tongues everywhere? Everywhere just speak in tongues. In the name of Jesus. I want us to make some confessions together. Put up the confessions we made during the prayer time just to help us. It says, I am blessed of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to make those confessions. Listen to me. Talk like this all the time. Stay back at home sometimes and just talk. Amen. Talk like that. Because you see, you, you need to carry that consciousness with you all the time. The message I preached in the first service is blessed, blessing consciousness. You could go and listen to it. L- listen. Follow me. Are you going to make those confessions? Don't partially make them. Don't casually make them. Say, I am blessed of God. Who is blessed of God? I am a blessing to my family. Now, let me tell you, there are times where you will say it, and something will say within you, <laughs> you that just ask your uncle for money. In this case, the reality in heaven is what you are bringing your mind into. Amen. So you will keep saying it. Are you listening to me? So, say again, I'm a blessing to my family. I'm a blessing to my community. I'm a blessing to my church. I'm a blessing to my generation. Glory to God. You know, some of you have never seen yourself that way. A blessing means that you are not a consumer, you are a producer. Glory to God. Look at these people. Blessings. Amen. I'm seeing your names in newspapers. Because you are manifesting this. Then, say this. There are heavenly invocations over me. <laughs> you know, some of you believe that if they invoke juju for you, I want to announce to you that God has invoked a blessing over you. Say it again. There are heavenly invocations over me. (laughs) Say, these heavenly invocations 
are influencing the outcomes of my life. That, see, because of the invocation, if I touch this, it works. If I go here, they open for me. They are influencing the outcomes of my life. There are no losses. <laughs> it's because of this invocation. Say, there are no losses. There are no setbacks. There are no defeats. Now, I want you to understand. In this corona, there are no losses. There are no setbacks. There are no defeats. I win. I gain. And triumph only. Don't keep quiet, oh. This one, if you hear a voice say, Will you keep quiet? Don't keep quiet. Go back to my that line. There are no losses. There are no setbacks. There are no defeats. I win. I gain. And triumph only. This is my year of exponential increase. This is my year of exponential increase. No, there are different levels of increase. There's increase that is just exponential means that when you say two raised to power hundred, amen. Are you understanding me? That's exponential. So this is my year of exponential increase. Say it again. I am experiencing extensions. Let me explain the extensions there. That's God is extending. Amen. Amen. Extensions. That's based on Isaiah 54. Amen. Amen. Alright. Is strengthening his accord, lengthening, expanding us from where we're covering, increasing our sphere of influence. Amen. So, I am experiencing extensions. I am experiencing expansions. And saturations. Glory to God. Now, it's not happening slowly. It's happening quickly and largely. Say it. I am increasing in every way. And in everything. everything. Glory to God. I am fulfilling my days. In strength. Health. And wealth. Say that one very well. you to church. Are you listening to me? So, our brother, our brother, last Sunday, he walked in here with his two legs. Now we carry him to church. No, sir. They will not carry you to. You are fulfilling your days in strength. In health. And in wealth. I feel like a billion dollars. 
Amen. So, say, I am an active part of the move of God. Call the Renaissance. Hallelujah. Say, we are reaching and raising multitudes. In this city and around the world, we are making a difference. Individually, locally, and globally. We are the church of the moment. We are the church of the future. If you believe that, say it loud, Amen. Celebrate Jesus everywhere. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of peace around.